0: And I'm Akela. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Uh, It's going well. It's been a busy week. Yes. busy. Just turned into a busy week. I didn't know it was going to be a busy week at the beginning of the week. And then it just really seems like every day is something. Oh, I knew it was going to be a busy week. (laughs) I knew. But that time change makes me really slow. Slow. Yeah. Very tired. Yeah. How about you guys out there? You're probably tired too. Those, who... has everybody changed the? Mm,
1: I don't I know
0: if everybody does that, Arizona or it
1: doesn't. And then I don't there's know if some the places that don't
0: does. Yeah, I have no idea.
1: I think it's just America being weird.
0: Yeah. Well, they keep trying to get do away with the the daylight savings, but we never do it. We just keep on moving that clock around. Mm. Back and a fourth. Speaking Back, of which, forth. I still got to move my clock. Oh, and he looks so cool, too. I know. Uh,
1: uh, John Cleese's legs are on the wrong time. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Anyway, today we're talking about folklore. Folklore. It's so exciting. I love folklore. <laughs> it's been fascinating. There's just so much material. Like, I was trying to get the the Reader's Digest version of these cool little legends and everything, but whoo! You can go down a rabbit hole and never come out. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating, but it's like how do I condense that into a little synopsis that isn't so long? Yeah. I love mythology and folklore. I think it's
1: extremely fascinating and it's just fun to read about. Um, One thing I do this pretty much every year around St. Patrick's Day, as I find, like, a podcast or a movie or this year it's a book that's just about the history and slash folklore mythology of Ireland just to sort of get in touch with my ancestral roots and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So this year I'm reading Tales of Old Ireland Retold by Laura O'Brien. Nice. and. It's really good and really fascinating. I like the way she retells the stories in sort of a modern way to where you can actually understand it. Yeah, um, She's a fantastic writer, too. Uh, and the stories are actually fairly short. So I've been kind of well, that's blowing nice. through them relatively
0: quickly. But I highly recommend if that's your cup of tea. Well, I think it, for me, I, one thing I like about folklore is it makes you remember to always look for the magical in, in mm-hmm. life and kind of the supernatural things because they're all around us, but we tend to just always focus on kind of the negative and the, the reality of everything and the harsh reality of life. But I think um, like mythical creatures and everything help you Think about the supernatural and the magical and the wonderful things about life, and and I know a lot of times they were created to usually for kids, usually a way to discipline kids, you know, keep kids away from the water, or keep kids away from touching the stove, or you know, you know, to make them go to bed at night. If you don't go to bed, you know, mm-hmm. this fairy's gonna come and jump on your chest and steal your breath or something, you know. There's was- all kinds of cats, actually. There are... There's a creature, too, that does. Yes. That jumps on your chest and steals your breath.
1: I don't know if anyone wants to steal my breath while I'm sleeping, because it's probably stanky. Yeah. I brush my teeth, but nighttime breath is gross. I don't care who you
0: are. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just saying. So, I think a lot of times they made it. I'm sure my mom. My mom would always say... You can't eat chocolate before lunch. Don't eat chocolate before lunch. And I'm like, why? Or any kind of candy? Mm -hmm. Candy before lunch. I don't know if you want me to tell you what she's saying. You got to say it now. She says it'd cause worms in your belly. And sure enough, you would eat a piece of candy before noon. And you felt like your belly was crawling. And she's like, yep that's what happens and i'm like oh no you know kids psychological torment yeah
1: us parents are the worst aren't we absolutely <laughs> we just gaslight our children until <laughs> they fit some sort of societal norm that's yes. just parenthood yes. in a nutshell well sometimes she's like uh, my granddaughter
0: always says don't scare me grandma it's the whole but, point of the thing. I'm but, trying to scare you into not dying. Yeah, I got I'm to scare you into not doing these things that are really, really dangerous. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? All I know
1: is how to torture kids. Yeah. And- <laughs> you don't know anything because you're not seven, so you don't know anything. Exactly. I don't know anything either. I'm not seven. so Right. It's just the harsh realities of the world we live Ooh, in. Wee. Yeah, I think folklore is really interesting, though, and it's... I was reading a couple articles on why it's important to yeah, tell us read folklore and revisit folklore, especially the folklore of your ancestors, of where you're specifically from and your parents, because it gives you an odd sense of identity and belonging, mm. which is really important, especially since you know, we live in America, we're American. And the the cool thing about America, but also I feel like one of the downsides is that it's a huge melting pot. So
0: everybody it, it, belongs, and there's is. a little bit of everything. Oh, here. there's neighborhoods of every culture, every everything.
1: However, I feel like it's really easy to sort of lose your identity in that melting pot of everybody belongs, and we're all one people, and all that stuff. And that's fantastic. It's great. However, I think it's also important to remember where you came from. Mm-hmm. And even just psychologically, for the well being being a human, it is important to have an identity and a cultural identity of like where you belong, like a sense of belonging, a sense of belonging, a sense of self, a sense of identity. I mean, it's one of the number one things that people do to break a person is steal their identity. Oh, yeah. Break their sense of self. Yeah. Yeah. It's the number one thing to do. So I feel like by revisiting folklore from time to time of your culture and like your heritage, I feel like it reinstates that sense of identity and it's actually very
0: healthy. Oh Yeah. Well, anytime any uh, any like uh, um, enemy tries to tear down their their captor, their captives, mm-hmm. is they will remove anything that has to do with any culture, or any kind of. Because that's how uh, you. The arts and, yes. Break someone's
1: psyche and you break yes. a person is by. Going after their. Taking their identity. Yeah. And that's how you identify yourself is through your culture. Through your arts. And, your- and you make culture through art and literature, yes. which then translates back into. Folklore, which is a lot of folklore, was told orally for a long time before there was like written Mm -hmm. written word. Well, yeah, and And it was stories
0: go back from forever
1: till the dawn of humans. I mean, folklore is the dawn of humans. As soon as human beings and society became a thing, hunter gatherers. We're talking back in the day. Write it on the on the cave
0: walls in pictures.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's how. They entertained each other through long nights. It's how they made sense of the world around them. And how they educated
0: their mm-hmm. younger ones.
1: And, yeah. So I, I do feel like it's fundamentally important to visit folklore of your heritage and also explore other folklore. Because I love... Uh, I'm a nerd. I love folklore and mythology from all cultures. I think it's super interesting because you can learn a lot about a culture through their folklore oh, sure and I just think it's super interesting it's, and fun. it's been
0: it was a fun one to look at
1: it has been and yeah that's that's the end of my
0: spiel <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna pick a song go ahead and pick a song what are we starting off to with today I found um, these gals which I didn't know about them but they're called the Gothard sisters. And they're actually uh, an American Celtic uh, gal, group of sisters, three sisters. And the song is called Mermaids, which is yeah. really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fitting for this this topic. So I picked mermaids by the Gothard Sisters came out in two thousand and eighteen. Mermaids by the Gothard sisters. Yay. Yay. They got pretty voices. Mm-hmm. I like that. So they were a happy discovery. Yay! About mermaids. They have the siren sound, and they would lure sailors with their siren siren voices, which is kind of eerie. I think it's also really cool how.
1: In folklore and mythology, you can find a lot of, like, mythical beasts and things. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it does, as you said, help you connect with
0: the magical part of life. Because life's pretty magical. It really is. No one ever... every just You just see the everyday, mm-hmm. the reality of everyday. But that gets to be really depressing. I think it's important just to once in a while just... Take your mind like people meditate, people exercise, people ride bikes, do whatever to get outside of just the reality, the harsh reality that goes on every day. And it seems like our reality gets darker and dar- <laughs> every day, which is just, it's draining. It, it's mentally draining. I don't, I'm, I'm sure for you too. Oh, yes. Um, that I like to sometimes just whatever, put on even something simple, something childish like a, a cartoon. Mm-hmm. something and just laugh your butt off. Just
1: Oh yeah. You, know, you gotta have your outlets and your
0: yeah. Mental breaks. And see see things that aren't there too. That's that's important too to see beyond the reality of things. Mm-hmm. That's why I I always liked sci fi. Always <laughs> liked that kind of thing too, where you don't know what's out there, you know, they're finding galaxies on top of galaxies now <laughs> with we always thought it was just such a just this little this little finite view of things and now the more we explore the more we're finding this just it's goes on and on and on which i think is magical in itself right there you know
1: i always liked fantasy novels as well and fantasy films and stuff cuz well, just it's fun to think what if yeah
0: well, I almost picked Lord of the Rings song. I almost picked the Concerning Hobbit song, which I always really liked. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, soundtracks of those. I, I have all the Lord of the Rings soundtracks, and every one of them is wonderful. They're really good. Like Howard Shore, I think is the one who did a lot of them. So, mm. I, I have a big thing for soundtracks. They're good. Not, not a lot, but certain ones. Um, Van Helsing is one of one of the best soundtracks i think i bought that one the one with um, Hugh Jackman mm. that soundtrack is really good i love hugh jackman and i got all the hobbit or i'm um, not the hobbits but uh um harry potter those soundtracks were really good too
1: um
0: pirates pirates, pirates of the caribbean yeah, are classics. those are some good ones and i saw um Old uh, Zimmer, Hans Zimmer, do oh. some live, which, woo talk about. It actually made me tear up. Yep. It gave me chills up and down my spine to hear it live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it was so cool because, uh, well, you, you didn't go with it. was me no. and Jen. We went to the show. And, of course, all we could afford was, like, tickets that were far away. But they, like, created a whole set of chairs that, that that they just set up closer to the stage. And they came up and they says, hey, do you guys that are sitting way back here, you want to sit up in this, this uh, area right here in the front? And I'm like, yeah. So he did. So he brought us all up to like a lot closer, you know. And we were thrilled. I was like, how cool is that? So I don't know if it was a section that was, supposed to be for someone else that didn't get sold? I'm not sure, but mm. they just said, anybody who wants to sit closer, mm-hmm. we've got this whole section down here that you can come and sit closer. And I'm like, I don't know who would refuse, but right. I didn't. So, yeah. It was great. And then we heard the um, the guy who does the the call, uh, the, the Lion King at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That one. We saw him uh live to do he did that one too so that was really it was heartwarming because i guess he couldn't he couldn't uh, i I can't remember where he was from but he was banned from ever coming to the states or something so it took a long time for him to to get together with Hans Zimmer Um, but it made us all cry i think a little bit when he sang it was (laughs) emotional that was cool so if you ever get to see Hans Zimmer, it's <laughs> wonderful. That's off the track. But. That's okay. I
1: think I'm going to pick my next song. Yes Since yeah. we're talking about Hans Zimmer, who does instrumental music. I picked an instrumental song. Oh, cool. Um, called Last Night's Fun by Dervish. It's all instrumental. It's all um Celtic folk music. Oh, cool. And sometimes I just like instrumental Celtic folk music because it's fun. I do too. So this is "Last Night's Fun" by Dervish. Hey. Last night's fun by Dervish. Hey, this is, this is a fun little a happy jig
0: little tune, is it? Little jigs. I love it. It just makes you want to do a river dance. I love the Riverdance. <laughs> I went down a, a rabbit hole of a record that I loved when I was growing up. It was uh, Tim, It's Dan Fogelberg and Tim Weisberg did an album together called Twin Sons of Different Mothers, <laughs> and it's so good. If you guys ever get a chance to listen to it, you can pull it up anywhere. But um, I was lucky enough to see Dan Fogelberg live. And he did some of the songs off that album and just had a different flautist to, to do the Tim Weisberg part because he's, he's a phenomenal flautist. Um, but uh, saw that live and it gave me chills. But it's, I don't know, everybody kind of has a record or two that you just can get lost in, and that's one for me. Um, almost picked A Power of Gold, that song, but they played it so much on the radio that I told Michaela, I love that album, but that is like one song that it. I heard it so much growing mm-hmm. up that it kind of took the sales out of that song for me. I get it. Even though I still love it, I still love that song. Um, but I just I went down that rabbit hole and ended up listening to that whole album and like dancing and singing. Just it was just great. It happens. So it's a lot. There's a lot of instrumental, but they're singing on it too. That sound that them together was wonderful. So I asked Michaela, Well, do you have an album that's like that? And she said, Danger Days, the um, My Chem, My Chemical Romance. My
1: Chemical Romance, Danger Days. It's my favorite My Chem album. I know that is the
0: unpopular opinion. I was, However, I Black Parade was unpopular too, wasn't it? No, 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 no. no. Or that's the popular one. Black Parade is the popular one. Black Parade. Parade is the one that everybody loves, and I, I like Black Parade. I like them both. Danger, Danger Days is great,
1: but in my opinion, one of the things that I love about My Chemical Romance is how their sound has changed. Mm-hmm. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is nothing like Black Parade, yeah, and in sequence. Danger Days is nothing like the previous two albums. Danger Days is just my favorite because Mm -hmm. the story and then
0: Gerard Way came out with the comic. Yes. Which is really cool. Oh, I love the comic. It seems like a lot of (gasps) fans don't like it when artists try different things. They don't like it when artists try different things. Or artists (laughs) try different, you know, they want the same They fell in love with them with a certain sound, and they kind of expect that certain sound to always be there. And and I get that, too. I understand that. But I also understand the artist, the artistic mind that wants to explore other things. So I'm always happy when they do that, when they try other Mm -hmm. things and they get different sounds and stuff.
1: I think because I am a creative person and also because I love all music it's pretty rare if a band comes out with something that i'm not a fan of because i love all music mm-hmm. but even if they come out with something i'm not a fan of i'm like hey they tried something new as long as they're happy with it they're the creators what i say don't matter right you know i'm just a punk kid in colorado what i say doesn't matter <laughs> as I, long as the creator's happy
0: i remember uh seeing an interview of Jackson Wang and the interviewer asked him, he goes, well, what if you created an album and it just flopped and, you know, no one really bought it and it didn't do well. He goes, how would that make you feel? And he, and he says, I, you know, yeah, I'd be a little sad, but he goes, I'd be okay with it because I did the best I could. And I didn't release it until I was happy with it. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm happy with it whether it does well or whether it doesn't do well. Yeah, I'd be uh, you know sad about that, but but I'd still be okay with it because I ga- I gave it my all and I was pleased with how it turned out. So and I feel like and that's how that should be for anything yeah. that, that you create.
1: Yeah, creative people, artists, I think that's how it should be definitely. And Magic Man is an incredible album by Jackson Wang, the new Jackson Wang is so good. Granted, there are some tracks on there that I don't jive with as much as other tracks, but I don't think of him less as an artist just because it's not necessarily like my cup of tea or my like jam, you know, it's still a good track. Mm -hmm. I still appreciate what it does in the flow of the album. Mm -hmm. It might not be my favorite track, but I don't think less of him. In fact, well, I think more highly of him because he went and did something different, something different, and took the risk. And as long as he's happy with it and is fulfilled creatively through it, I'm happy.
0: Well, it's like, and that's just an opinion. Like I was, <laughs> I was telling Michaela, I didn't, I don't even know the artist. I, I didn't even look, but someone was just discing on BTS. Just yeah, you know, I think they're garbage you know or whatever and it's like that's good and fine i mean that's your opinion that is your opinion yeah. but i thought why does it matter it's not for you if you don't understand it if you don't get it if it doesn't make you happy then it's music that's not for you mm-hmm. but i'm like what kind of jolly do you get out of just really publicly slamming another artist and and i i find it weird that an artist would do that to another artist. It's like, why are you that insecure about yourself that you have to put down somebody else? I mean, your music, I think he was like a heavy metal person or something. You know, it's just like, your music isn't even similar. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I just find that. I find it funny that someone would go to that extreme to, you know, do that. Why? What do you get out of that, except it seems like you're very jealous, maybe, of their popularity, of their fandom? And it's supposed to make you feel better by throwing someone under a bus? I don't know.
1: I mean, you said it. It's it's all insecurity. And yeah, they're miserable. They're They're not happy. They're jealous. Misery loves company. Yeah, they're, I'm sure, jealous and just unhappy with their status, and therefore they're taking it out on other people, which is... Not right, not cool, but But that's that's how people act sometimes. That's why we have such a wide variety of music. Mm -hmm. There's something for
0: everybody.
1: And as you said, I always think of, there's a quote from Joe Strummer from The Clash. And one of the reasons why he's my hero is because he loved all music. Yeah, he was a punk artist, but if you go down The Clash's discography, they explain explored and experimented with so many different kinds of sounds and types of music because he just loved music and if someone was creating it it made him happy and one of the quotes he said when the clash came out with one of their first albums and people criticized him because they didn't understand what he was saying and he just said well if you don't understand it it's not for you and i love that saying because i feel like That's very true for pretty much everything, and especially art, music, and art in general. If you don't understand it, that's fine. It wasn't meant for you. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Like you don't Mm -hmm. move on to something that does personally and be upset over something because it's just not for you. Right. It's okay. It wasn't meant for you to get anyway. So if you don't get it, just move along and find something, mm. you know, that does. But I I love that saying mm-hmm. because it has actually brought me a lot of comfort being a lover of everything. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of my friends won't get one thing or another because I love everything. But I just tell myself, you know, it's okay. It's not for them. Right. And, but it's for you me. You
0: exposed it to mm-hmm. them, but...
1: If it's not for that's them, okay. it's okay. Yeah. But it's for me, and I'm still gonna love it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important thing when looking at music and
0: art and even folklore, which is an art in and of itself. Speaking of folklore, back to get off that tangent, get back on. It's back circle. on track. Um, I found all different kinds of. Uh, different folklore in different different parts of the world which was fun so i found one in china called the Jiangxi. Mm. and it's a chinese hopping zombie (laughs) why is that so much scarier than a regular stumbling zombie i don't know they can run pretty fast sometimes but a hopping one I mean, it's kind of terrifying. It depends on the zombie world we're talking about. If it's World War Z, yeah, they
1: can run. That's pretty scary. Regular zombies, usually pretty slow. Still kind of scary. But you add the hop, and it is just far more sinister. I don't know why.
0: Yeah. That's a type of reanimated corpse in Chinese legend and folklore. And it is typically depicted as a stiff corpse dressed in official garments... From the Qing dynasty. And it moves around by hopping with its arms outstretched. And it kills living creatures to absorb their life force, usually at night. And in the day, it rests either in a coffin or in a dark cave. Which sounds creepy. I don't know why. It's just so much creeper that it
1: hops. I know. uh, uh, It just gives me the creeps that it
0: hops. Why does it hop? I don't know. It's hoppy.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, so, what do they call a gnome who lives in a city? Not nomadic. A metronome.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: My joke was funny too.
1: Non nomadic. Nomadic.
0: Nomadic. <laughs> And there's one that's, um, let's see, I don't even remember where I found that one from. Oh, it's in the Arctic, yeah. There's the Mahaha, and it's a maniacal demon that uh, terrorizes part of the Arctic by tickling its victims to death with its sharp claws. It's a thin, really, uh, like a sinewy, blue in color, white eyes, and it's cold to the touch, so it sounds really icky. Ugh! And that it—I don't like to be tickled. To I'm super over the top ticklish, like beyond tickle. I, I'm beyond the tickle zone. Everything is tickly on me, so I do not like to be tickled. I know. Like I said to be it. Tickled. Either everything is tickly. I mean, my thing. Everything. So, I don't like my back scratch. Like, some people oh, like their back. I don't like that. I'm too tickly. So, yeah. Basically,
1: um, armpits aren't bad. It's basically my midsection. Oh, it's the sides, too. Yeah, it? it's my midsections and the sides. No,
0: yeah. no, not a fan. I would not like the maha. Uh, that, that sounds like the worst death not, ever. Yeah, they were saying, like, the victims are, have this, like, this uh, sinister grin on their face because they've been tickled to death. So this uh-huh. sinister smile, you know. It's uh-huh. like, sounds lovely. That sounds like no fun. I think <laughs> it's time for another song. Uh, what do you think? Sorry about the kinkle paper. I have to go back and forth. So my second song is... Fairy Tale Lullaby by John Martin, M A R T Y N, and he's a Scottish artist. So, this one is called Fairy Tale Lullaby and it fits really well with our folklore. So, and it came out in 1967, so mm-hmm. it's an older one. Go! Fairytale Lullaby by John Martin. And I just discovered him, too. And I really like him. That's cute. Yes. I like his little Scottish accent. It's It's very very cute. cute. So I got a word for you this time. Let's go. It's ickle. Ickle. Like pickle without the P. Just like pickle without the P. Or tickle. Speaking of...
1: I'm going to have nightmares
0: about that (laughs) And uh, it's an old German word that uh, means pieces of ice. But in like, um, it's also, I found that when I was looking up this word, it has like all kinds of meanings and different things. So it's one of these, one kind of words that just could be all kinds of things. But um, it's a British word uh, that's a childish word for little, So it's just kind of a childish way. Um, Can be a term of endearment to describe someone small, cute, usually a female. So um, that's another. There's a lot of different ones. So it wasn't the easiest to find out about. But there's a, you're my ickle baby. (laughs) She is my ickle baby. (laughs) My brain. She's cute and small. Well, not as she's taller than me. She's a lot taller than me, (laughs) (laughs) but she's my baby and my little baby. My, My ickle
1: baby. My brain is just making all the words that rhyme with ickle. Like the ickle pickle tickled the fickle. Like,
0: well, they used the word (laughs) 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 ickle. They used the word ickle in Harry Potter, but it meant like a a little, a little drip or a little, you know, creeper. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So So it could be a term of
1: endearment or or an insult. It could be an insult, too. Depending on context.
0: Isn't context fun? Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, the English
0: language. But um, do you remember we did uh, the kerfuffle? Mm Mm-hmm. And... I found that in that Japanese uh, that Japanese drama that I watched Cute. and I actually paused it and showed Michaela. They used the word kerfuffle and I knew what it meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yay!
1: The words yay for new words. The words have been coming, coming up, up randomly. Which is really
0: kind of weird. Yeah, uh, it's just a certain word that I picked and there it is in something one of the gas stations
1: i go to while you're gassing up plays commercials and crap on the screen mm-hmm. and it had a word of the day and i can't think of what the word is but it was it was one of the, ours it was one of ours it was the feeling of the warmth of sunlight oh in the yeah yeah my brain is blanking on it right now but I it showed it the bucket. word and i'm like i don't know that word i, know I, that learned, word. Something. Yes, I learned something yes you do know too. what that means but yeah Yeah. Well, I think it's time for me to choose a song. Please do. So, since we're doing folklore, and I kind of think about it in the grand scheme of folklore from around the world, which also ties into folk music, because a lot of times folk music was used to tell the stories of folklore to make them easier to remember and pass along. Mm-hmm. And there's this band that Bailey and I discovered. He saw some posts somewhere and he saved it. This band is so cool. They're a Siberian folk band. Oh, cool. Um, Called Otiken, which it means let me see if I can remember what it means. It means like a gathering of people without violence to talk about stuff. Oh cool. Is what it means. A peaceful meeting. A peaceful meeting is basically what it means. But they are so cool. They use all authentic handmade instruments and throat singing and just super cool. Super cool. cool. Let's check it so out. this is Genesis by Otikin. Genesis by Otikin. That is really a cool song. It's so
0: cool. I was going say, it reminds me of didgeridoo yeah didgeridoo from Australia.
1: Yeah, but it's in your throat, which yeah. is really cool. It's a lot of different cultures have traditional throat singing. <laughs> it, it is so cool. But yeah, that group is from Siberia, and they're pretty much revolutionizing folk music from Siberia. Cool. Because Siberia was... Taken by Russia way, 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 way back. So they do have some songs that are in Russian, but most of their songs, I forget what it's called, is the name of the language. It's some traditional language to the people of Siberia. And I think I read somewhere that only 44 people can actually speak the language. Because it's 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 a dying language. But through this group, they're They're bringing it back back and bringing back the traditions of making the instruments. They have a bass slash sitar type of instrument that's made out of a skull, and they hand make all of their costumes in the traditional way. It's super cool. I highly recommend you check out their YouTube channel, and that's Otyken, Because they have videos and it's just so cool. They have traditional dancing that goes with the songs too. O T Y, okay, K E N. Nice.
0: I'll look it up. Yeah, I see. We teach each other. <laughs> it, I love them. All their music is just—you can kind of just get lost in it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just fun. I'm always sending oh. her new stuff too. Speaking of new stuff. New stuff. Maybe I will pick my last song. Yeah, go for it. I found a band. I don't, I can't figure out how to pronounce it. I tried to find out. and It won't pop up, but um, they're a Japanese uh, band, a uh, Japanese pop band called Dexteen. D-X-Teen. T-E-E-N. dx not sure but I picked a song called brand new day and their albums gonna debut on my granddaughter's birthday on May 10th so they' they haven't even like debuted but they've been putting out some songs and I really like them and I sent them to her so it's just like I'm gonna pick them so however you say your name dx Teen or dexteen I don't know but j-pop Let's go. <laughs> brand new date came out seven days ago. Go! Oh, brand new day! By I was waiting for her to say it. I'm like, wait, that was my song. that my song. That's your song. We're talking about stickers. I got a sticker book. <laughs> she got a sticker book, and she's geeking about it. I'm like, wait, I need a sticker book. But that was brand new day by Teen or Dextine from Japan. Yay! Yay! These guys are really young. They're like, she's like, they're like ten years yeah. younger than I am, and I'm like, yeah. It well, hurts. they're a hundred years <laughs> younger than me. <laughs> no, it hurts it's okay they're wonderful i love their sound and everything. they are really and good i was i was stoked at that we were able to pull it up because the Je- the last japanese band i tried to do was snowman and we could not yeah they were not on spotify mm-hmm. so yay for dexteen you guys are on
1: spotify mm-hmm. Woo! which i just want to add even though all our playlists are on spotify it's because i am a avid Spotify user, you can always find all of these songs on YouTube or probably any other music streaming service. Yeah. So if you do not have Spotify, you can always just listen along and look them up as you go because that's what I would always do with Chani's room whenever he recommended songs. I'd just write them down or look them
0: up. If he would give us uh, the name in English. I'd always sit there with a pen and paper and hope that he spells it says it in english (laughs) Uh, just yeah because sometimes it just rambles off and i don't catch it and then i try and figure out the name of the song because of the lyrics Uh, if it's in english it's rough it's rough yeah and it it reminds me of radio because radio you're like are they going to say the artist are they going to say the name of the song and nine times out of ten they don't so you're going okay it's great that you play this song but now none of us know who it's by or mm. what it is. And so it's gonna be gone. It's if you're gonna take the time on a radio station to play a song, give the listeners a clue as to who it is. Just it's helpful. Putting that out there. It's very helpful. It's so helpful. Oh, yeah. So I've got a Swedish creature Ooh. by the name of Sogskra. It's the the creature takes the form of a beautiful woman and is often seen near the edge of the forest. She lures people into the trees and then casts a feeling of disorientation over them. And after falling victim to the woman, you spend the rest of your life lost in the woods. I mean, I I don't think I need anybody to lure me there because I can get lost in the woods pretty easily. But I don't have very good sense of direction, so there's that.
1: I mean, compared to the maha ha, that doesn't sound like a terrible fate.
0: Just to be lost in the woods.
1: I'd rather be lost in the woods than be tickled to, th- to death. So yes, I,
0: yeah, I would not want to be tickled to death. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, yeah. in
1: comparison, that ain't so bad. Yeah, that's
0: it's pretty it's tame. not so bad. Pretty tame. But
1: yeah. What else is in the woods? I don't know, but at least I'm not being tickled. <laughs> right.
0: For, For anybody who th- always has a terrible sense of direction. A good uh, thing of advice I got was when you're leaving a store or anything or leaving your car, turn around and take a look at what it looks like um, behind you because it looks different when you leave a store than when you enter a store. Mm-hmm. Just and make some kind of a mental note of something on the wall, a number, or anything, and that helps. So... Anybody out there like me, my mom, I don't know. It must be hereditary because my grandmother had a terrible sense of direction. My mom had a really bad sense of direction and I have a bad sense of direction. And I don't think the kids have the best. I'm just saying. I'm okay, but I
1: get turned around really easily. Mm. But if I can get my bearings, then I'm okay. Yeah. Which being... In Colorado, and in most places in Colorado, the mountains are in the west. So if you can see the mountains, you
0: You know know which direction to go. Yeah, You can base your direction on that. If you don't have mountains, though, if it's really flat, it's really easy to get turned around. I went to Florida,
1: and I had no idea where I was Mm. ever because I had no sense of direction i had no point of direction yes. where's my mountain and i was like oh, she it's just all flat for the mountain yeah yeah i'm like i don't know which directions which mm.
0: uh, flat uh, is the worst like uh, desert yeah. thing yeah florida's very flat so then i just did some basic ones too like the banshee mm. is irish and um It usually takes a form of either a young woman or an old woman, and it foreshadows death by uh, releasing haunting wails and shrieks and to warn of impending doom and death. So you don't want to hear the wail of the banshee. The wail of the banshee. Don't want to hear the wail of the banshee. Mm, It's a bad thing. (laughs) Then there's leprechauns, which is Irish. They're usually... Two to three feet tall. It's a solitary fairy, usually a bearded man wearing a coat and hat who partakes in mischief. Mm. So, watch those leprechauns. They say if you catch one, they can grant you a wish. They have a pot of gold. Just and then there's the kraken, that Scandinavian creature. Usually is in the shape of a huge crab or an octopus. And that drags ships to the depths, just like Johnny Depp and the the Pirates of the Caribbean. And then there's the puka, and that's an Irish shape-changer. It's like a wild dog with red eyes, but can take the form of a goblin or a human with animal features. And they're often written as bloodthirsty and evil, but they can also be known to help humans. So, could be a good puka? Could be a bad puka. I think it's really interesting how in a lot of
1: folklore, these creatures can either be good or bad and sometimes depends on the human Mm -hmm. and the ones they cross. But it also seems like in most cultures, you can find a dwarf slash gnome slash leprechaun type of creature. Mm -hmm. And I do believe they all are slightly of the fae folk Mm. persuasion but that is a good segue into my last pick for the day cool which I picked thunderous best kids because in the video and in the album they use blue fire imagery which is connected to the I already forgot what it's called Short term memory loss starts at an early age. It really does. <laughs> the dokebi, which is the Korean goblins in folklore, and similarly to the puka and the leprechauns, they can cause mischief or good fortune, but it kind of depends on the person. Mm-hmm. But these goblins show up in all kinds of Korean folklore particularly during the Joseon period, mm-hmm. but they always had blue fire. So in the Stray Kids Thunderous Music video, they have a lot of nods to like Korean culture and Korean music and folklore. And one of those nods is the blue fire, which signifies the dokebi It's
0: fine. Her hand keeps getting really close to her phone that's like, she didn't push it up on the table, so I'm just like, she's going to hit that phone. It's going to go crash, but she says it's fine, so it's okay. It's a good thing I got a new screen protector. <laughs> yeah. So, you pick
1: Thunders. Bus tricky. Yes. Yo. Thunderous but Stray Kids. <laughs> that song always holds a really special place in my heart cuz that was the first Stray Kids comeback that I was a Stay for. And I remember when the Thunderous video came out and I watched it and I was super excited and then I was driving back from the boyfriend's house which was 4 hours. And I just listened to all of No Easy on repeat for 4 hours. And it was so magical. <laughs>
0: That's such a good album. That's such a good album. I got a joke for you. Why don't fairies live under toadstools? Why? Because there's not mushroom in the enchanted forest. (laughs) Mushroom. Mushroom. There's not mushroom. (laughs) And Rapunzel is not a fairy tale. It's a hairy tale. (laughs) It's true. It is a quite hairy. It tale. is a very hairy tail.
1: <laughs> so wouldn't Goldilocks and the three bears also be a hairy tail? Uh, or is it a soup
0: tail? I
1: think it's because it's named after her hair, and then there's bears. Bears are bears hairy too.
0: And hairs and okay. Goldilocks.
1: It's just no. So there's no hair in the soup. That's all. There might the be porridge. There might be hair in the porridge.
0: Ugh. I That's don't a like. scary tale. <laughs> That's a really scary, it's a culinary scary tale. (laughs) Anyway, so I finished, uh, so I married an anti-fan, and that was really, really good, that K-drama. Yay! And I started two. Oh, goodness. Because I challenged, I like to challenge myself to watch more than one. I don't know why. Well, I started watching this one, it was kind of, kind of corny, so... We'll talk about that later. Okay. I'm watching it, but, I, you know, mm. it's one of those ones. Mm. I, I like who's in it, but the story's a little bit corny. But mm. it, it's cute, corny, so I don't know. Um, but the one I'm watching now or two I'm watching now is called I Can Hear Your Voice and W. That's the two that I'm watching. And it stars, let's see if I can find his name. Oh, Lee Jong-suk who is the guy who's dating IU now. Oh. So he's the actor that's dating IU. I guess they've known each other for a long time. Anyway, he's in both of those. Cool. And the I Can Hear Your Voice is about a guy who can uh, who's can he- read your mind or oh. hear your voice, hear your inner voice. Telepathy. That's the key. Yes. That's the, that's the word. And then the other one is like a webtoon disc, uh gal gets sucked into this webtoon um, that her dad is writing mm-hmm. and it's a mystery and there's a like a murder mystery in it, cool. which is cool that is kind of cool so it's like two worlds mm-hmm. like she gets sucked in and it's yeah cool. so I'm enjoying those both of those so yeah I haven't found any other like Chinese or Japanese ones so I'm watching these right now Nice. They're they're fun. I don't know why I like them so much, but I do. They're they're, they're good. Therapeutic for me. Yeah, yeah. they're Really good. Yeah.
1: I just don't have that much
0: time. Well, to I have them on my phone. Commit to them, which which I like. So, mm-hmm. and it seems like wow, you know, I seem to go through a vest, but usually it's just like lunch mm-hmm. or sometimes at breakfast. I'm sitting down and. You know, plug them in while I'm eating or something, folding clothes. You know, mm. yeah. But I like them. I love, I love it on my phone. As a blinding person, <laughs> as my eyesight gets worse, uh, I like having it close. So, yeah. I just got Pluto too, thanks to my other daughter who set it up. Thank you, Jenny. But um, I love that because all this old school stuff. Um, but they had, um, Kingdom Legendary Wars is on that and I'm like, ah, oh, I can watch it on the big screen. I want to watch it again. I might Because we just watch it on the phone, but it's going to be great on the TV screen. So I'm happy. So there's, there's a Korean channel on there, which I thought was amazing. So there's everything. There's like old Twilight Zone and there's some old movies like Boondock Saints was on. And there was stuff for kids. There's Nick Jr. And there's a Hallmark channel. There's Hallmark. That might be on the one you did. That might be on the Peacock. So she said a Peacock too. But I'm tickled to have that because I got rid of cable. Like The two channels that I listened to or watched was not worth the the money that I was paying. Yeah, because we never watched it. Because we never watched it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yay. Anyway, next week, we're going to do a surprise one. We're overdue for a surprise. So mm-hmm. best kind of prize is a surprise. Surprise. So hope you guys are doing okay out there. Get plenty of rest. Keep singing. Keep dancing. And take care. We love you guys. Mm-hmm. And thanks for tuning in. We love you, keys. Take care, we'll see you next time or talk to you next time. I guess we won't see you. We will we will pretend like we see you, but we'll just talk to you. So
1: take care. Bye bye!